Because Australia need a real classical Dean Jones inning. When Dean Jones was at the crease, as a cricket spectator, you felt confident that Australia was going to be okay. Well, that's a huge hit. That's six more. That's one of the biggest hits I've ever seen here at the Adelaide Oval. Oh, that's a big hit. That's six. That's way, way back. There she goes. could say he revolutionised the way, certainly for young fans, coming down the wicket, stepping to the side. We see the players do it in this day and age with ease. It's a normal thing, but at that time, not so much. Oh, he smashed that one. That'll end up in Coconos. It's got miles. It's a big six. Huge six there from Dean Jones. He's decided to let loose. But the Victorians' most courageous moment came during a test in Madras in 1986. It was so hot and we... The energy levels were just completely sapping out of us. I don't think they played today in those conditions. I think I would say it was it was harmful to your health. Um, it really was quite ridiculous when you look back and it was so hot. I knew it was hot and Chris Reekamp, a local, he said, you know how hot it is here, Dino, today? I said, no. He said, when I was driving here this morning, I saw the rats running away. That double century in Madras is just uh, the stuff that Legends was made of. The tragedy of it was played in India because it didn't get the publicity, it didn't get the re recognition. It's one of the great innings ever played, one of the gutsiest innings ever played. He was so passionate about Australian cricket, he was so passionate about the game of cricket full stop. There's not that many players who really revolutionised the game. Oh, look, Bill, where do you start when you're talking about Dino? He was a properly larger-than-life character. Um, yep. Firstly, he was a hell of a player, uh, probably a better player than people actually realised. At the time, he averaged 46 over 52 test matches, which speaks for itself. Uh, yep. As you've just heard, so many people talking about that introduction. He reinvented the way one-day cricket was played. He took it to a whole new level. Uh, he was also an incredibly good player for his beloved Victoria. He loved yeah. playing cricket for Victoria. He we did. played fat in three Shield matches in a row, if you like, three years of Shield matches in a row at the MCG. I reckon it was in the early 90s. Um, yep. The first year we came over, South Australia, Victoria at the MCG, he made 200s in the same game. That was the first year. The next year we yep. came back, 200s the same game. Next year we came back, he made a double hundred. And then the third year we came back, he made a triple century. 300 no. in the one innings. In fat. <laughs> so 100, 100, 200, and a 300. And a 300. In, in three sort of years of playing yeah. uh, Shield games at the MCG. And, mm. and fat, I remember he was in the middle of making 300. The only time I yeah. ever saw live anyone make a 300. Actually, that's yeah. not true. Jeff Marsh made one in Perth one day. But anyway, I'm out there walking from first slip to first slip. And seriously, mate, we, we didn't look like getting him out. And mm. that came on the back of the previous year, 200. The previous year to that, yeah. 200 yeah. in the one game. So anyway, we'd had enough. We, we, we'd had enough of looking at him. So I'm walking from first slip to first slip. And he was on about 280. And I said to him, Dino, why don't you do us all a favour and f off. <laughs> he pissed. He used to have this stupid high-pitched laugh. Yeah. He'd go, you're not going to get me out in a week. You, know, you will never get me out on this. And, mate, we weren't going to either. I don't even no. reckon we did get him out. It was mm. So he, he was an incredibly good player. He's still the yeah. best runner between the wickets I've ever seen. Oh, yep. Um, and, Bill, that's a very underrated part of the game of cricket, I reckon. He loved the challenge of it. He loved turning ones into twos and twos into threes. But Spot the other thing yep. he loved doing, he, he loved the ego of taking certain fielders on. So 
He'd be out there batting and he'd oh, look yeah, at the fielder yeah. and go, so you think you got a good arm? Watch me beat it. Yeah. That was how he sort of, his <laughs> mind worked. Yeah. And yeah. ego is an often heard word when describing Dino because he had a healthy one. Um, yeah. But it had, and you know this, it had a charm with it. Once you knew, mm. uh, you know, it was part of the Dean Jones sort of package, it, it, he had this great charm. And uh, I said to a really good mate of his who I knew would be devastated, so we sort of spoke earlier today, and I, I said to him, this guy played as well. I said, I legitimately couldn't stand Dino when we played against each other, no, mainly because we could yeah. never get him out. Uh, he, <laughs> but he was an antagonist fat. Yeah, he'd, yep. he'd hold the bowler up at the top of his mark. He'd mm. ask for a change of gloves at the most inappropriate time. He, he did stuff <laughs> that he knew would yeah. antagonise the opposition. And he especially loved getting under the skin of the opposition leaders. So with us, it was Jamie Siddons and, and Darren Lehman and... They'd crack the shits with him and, and then yep, he'd start yep. laughing that they'd get angry. And I remember we'd walk into the dressing rooms at lunchtime and tea time and I'd say to them, boys, you're tipping into him again. <laughs> he, he is doing it so that you'll get angry. And they got mm -hmm. angry. But what I realised later on, we got to do a lot of work together on TV, uh, pay TV doing commentary, was how wrong I had him, Fat. He was actually mm. a beauty. He, he had a massive heart. He, he was incredibly generous. He had time yep. for everyone. And he loved his girls. And by mm. the way, they loved him. Janie, his beautiful wife, yeah. Isabella and Phoebes. They adored Phoebe. Dino. Um, they yeah. will be understandably devastated. 59 is way too young. Um, mm. But I will say this when I finish talking about Dean Jones. He was always larger than this life. But don't worry, Fat. You know this. He'll push his shoulders back. And he'll walk yep. into the next life. And he'll be very confident yeah. he can dominate that one too. That's yeah, just exactly what he's like. Right. <laughs> Spot on. Very confident, as you said. And you worked with him too, and you found out he was a good bloke. Yep. But I, I, I did a couple of sporties. We used to do our sporties with him over there in Perth with Mouse, of course. And, mm. and, and mate, you get, and you'd, you'd never knew, like I grew up watching him, and you love watching him play cricket, but you'd, he'd bowl in. He was a big, he was a oh, big yeah. presence, wasn't he? He yeah. was. And no, he, bowled, he was, mate. Larger than life, as I say. Yeah, he wouldn't put up with any crap, by the way, from anyone either. But he'd sit up there and he'd, he'd love to talk. He'd love to talk about, you know, he's 210 at Madras and how hot <laughs> it was. And he used to blow that up, put on some mayonnaise. Richard Hadley, yep. how he only got me out three times. He was, a, you know, nearly the best bowler I faced. And he, he wore the sunnies. He used to talk about that a bit in his, in his yep. sporties and things like that. But what he did talk about, Jim, about himself, did he talk about oh, himself <laughs> and had mayo and all that? And he was fan He was good company. He was really, really, no, really mate, good company. He's, he's a yeah. beauty. He'd tell you how he was friends with the stars, how good a mate of his Greg Norman yeah. was or Elton John yeah. was or Paul Hogan was. or you know. But they were. <laughs> they, they all yeah. knew him. They all loved him. And as I say, it took... For me, anyway, it took me to stop playing against him and start working with him to realise just what a special yeah. bloke he was. And, um, you know, he loved the game of cricket. That's the other thing. He, he, some, yeah, some people tell you they love cricket, but he, he legitimately loved the game of cricket. Mm. He, he loved nothing more than sitting with a beer or a glass of wine and talking about the game of cricket. It wouldn't take him, as you said, <laughs> wouldn't take him long to turn it nah. back on himself. But he did. He just loved it. And he loved competing yeah. when he played. And then he loved being around cricket when he finished. And 59 is too young. Antagonise, as you said. What about what the one with Kirtley Ambrose? When... Yeah. He's curtly storming in and he stops him as he stops him, asks him to take off yep. his sweatband. And he was talking about it last night. They had it on Fox Cricket, actually. And, and Mark Taylor's down the other end going, mate, I've got two kids at home. Yeah. I'm going to get killed out of here on the That's ground. It. Like, 
mate, and he just got he got and Kirtley was he was upset. He just couldn't wait. But as Dino said, guess what? He didn't get me out. No, uh, no, he also, didn't. And, and he also but he had great yeah. courage, and that uh, yeah. and that came through whenever you watched him play. He it didn't matter how fast the bowling was or. That famous test in Madras when it was stinking hot and he made 200. Oh. He just had this incredible courage and will to compete. Yeah. Um, he said his best innings was, believe it or not, his first game, uh, first test, when he played against the West Indies over there and made 48. Yeah, that was back in the day of, you know, I think it was uh, Joel Garner and Malcolm Marshall yeah. and all of those boys. And, yeah, that would have mm. been frightening. And KB made... 190 in yeah. the in the other innings of that game. But, mm. yeah, I, there's no doubt he had mm. extraordinary courage. And, um, he, as I say, he, he revolutionised one-day cricket. And he made that double 100 against the West Indies at the Adelaide Oval when he shared that big partnership with Merv and Sir Donald Bradman yeah, came right. in <laughs> after the game. And Patrick and what was Patterson that story? looked at him and said, how did you make all those runs? You're only about this high. And he put his hand out. He said, I'd have no trouble getting you out. This is Patrick Patterson to Sir Donald Bradman. And yeah. Bradman turned around, pointed to Merv and said, get me out. You couldn't even get him out. <laughs> <laughs> but he, good one, um, Sir Donald. Uh, he, uh, he was a beauty, mate. And, uh, and he'll be yeah. greatly missed. Um, he's yeah. a legend of the yep. Australian Cricket Hall of Fame and richly r- deserved that. But as I say, my thoughts and our thoughts, Fat, go out to his beautiful girls who will be absolutely devastated at the loss mm-hmm. of, of their beautiful dad and husband and so to Janie. Isabella and Phoebes, we send you every bit of love we've got. It's the rush hour, Triple M. It's really sad news overnight. We were actually, just before we went to air last night, uh, the news came through, and it was mm-hmm. really, everyone was really stunned Rattled, and yeah. shocked. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you just don't expect that to, to no. occur. It came out of nowhere. He was, well, he was, was just 50, working. 59, he's <laughs> yeah. in good condition, you know, he's, he's on the golf shocking. course, he's playing cricket, yeah. he's yeah. travelling the world, he was... Um, Anyway, there it is. It's uh... and in India, and also uh, I acknowledge too today. Like you, know, you put tweets out, and I mm. would send condolences as well to Jane and his girls, mm. um, but also to Brett Lee. I mean, that's yeah, insane that's that he was there and the pressure for in him the to... room, trying his My best God. to bring his mate back and to life. Then goes on a broadcast as well after, it's and just... broadcast wow. afterwards. Unbelievable. And yeah. well done to you, Brett, and we feel for you as well, yeah, mate. That's so we'll speak to Alan Border in just a moment. Can I tell you the first time I ever met Dean Jones mm. was at Triple M. So it was back in the old DGen breakfast days and he came in as a guest. Yes, I remember now that. He's a reasonably confident fellow. Mm. And I think that was a hallmark of his batting yeah. style and the way he approached cricket mm. and it was the way he approached life. So he came in and he sat down. I think there's me, Tommy G and maybe Santa or someone else was sitting there. He sat mm. down and we were in an ad break. And some doors are popping open and people are saying this and that and what mm. you've got to do. And just before we went air, he piped up. He goes, Tommy, don't forget you've got to back announce uh, the, uh, the, the jewellery store ad. And, and Mick, you have to bring in these two calls and they have to come in before the break. Isn't and he, that amazing? He sat there and listened to the conversation and all of a sudden was taking... Oh, that's and, amazing. And, and because for, that's for a brief g- moment, was producing a breakfast show. That's Cap- Captain's rules. <laughs> yeah. So um, can I just say the last private message I got from him? And it was when I had a fall, you know, when I fell down and hit yep, my head. The ladder, yeah. yep. And he was one of the first people to say, I just heard of your mishap. I hope you're okay. 
And he's, you know, we go back and forth and he said, by the way, out of interest, what was the name of the night camera that you were trying to set up? He goes, I'm so interested in that. So we went back and forth and I sent him a picture of what the camera was. But yeah. All right. Yes. A a larger than life character Mm. on the field and off the field and involved in a couple of incidences that'll go into Australian Mm. cricket folklore. Um, so we'll get to Alan Border um, in just a moment. Mm. Um, we mentioned much of this. You do you want to apologise to anyone in this room? I'm not apologising <laughs> for my love of music, <clears throat> my appreciation <clears throat> of. I, no, um, I'm not apologising to I'm Dave. I'm an independent observer here, but mm. I think what you've done is terrible to <clears throat> a friend. Why? Because I I'm interviewing John Bon Jovi. Wow, wow. Jane. <laughs> Who do you think he would prefer to be interviewed by? <laughs> I know who he would prefer. <laughs> Are you going to sit on the end of his bed like yeah. Dave did? In Nashville? I'm not. You're I'm going to go in the whole COVID. Hole? I'm going to do it by Zoom, and I've got a whole bunch of questions. And but, you, but that's Dave's thing. It's my thing. How many it's times my have thing. You, how many times? Three have times. You, three I've times. Well, you've hogged him. So it's come up. There's an there's a interview available, mm. and I would have you've thought naturally it. that just goes straight into Dave's Thank inbox. Thank you. G'day, John. Th- it's just a and different perspective. We'll get the all right. Old team back together. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I've met his, him before. Crowbar their way into mm. the action. Like, we go way back, me and John. Do so you? it'll be like old mates catching up. You're going to talk me about the, me, me and the silver fox. <laughs> He's looking good. Tell you what, he's running you a might, lot. You might want to bring some capsicums. <laughs> tell you right now. All right, stand by because uh, we're going to talk with the great Alan Border. Yep. About Dean Jones. Yeah. Here's our song, Dean, people. Yeah. You got it's it. Friday. Let the cure take care of business. You got it. Alan Border next. Kennedy Malloy. Dean Jones. Tremendous ovations on his way to the centre of the MCG. What's it like to be a Victorian to play? Cricket at the MCG. Well, it's it's awesome. You know, you've got 70,000, 80,000 people just wanting you to do well. I, I struggle with it, I'll be honest with you. you your adrenaline's running so much higher. You up to, your, your heart beats over 130 beats, and you've got to try and get your heart rate down, and then you've got to face the next ball. It's a big hit. Back 20 rows by Dean Jones. A smashed away spur of the wicket on the leg side. Gone again. It's a big hit. It's in the air for a long time. Over she goes. The crowd's gone wild at mid-wicket. They're having a feast today. Two runs to Jones. He's 101. Up goes the back. Off goes the helmet because Dean Jones has 50. You're very, very proud of the 48 you made in your very mm. first test match in Port of Spain, Trinidad. 48. Yeah, that's my, that's my best ever knock. Um, on a green pitch, Marshall Garner Robertson holding in co. It's it was dangerous batting with the great Alan Border. Nothing that I've ever seen in my backyard or anywhere else since, and they literally wanted to kill you. And and it was very hard work. And I've never seen the ferocity of pace. People don't understand. It's a quarter of a second reaction time when you face those guys bowling you know, when they're on heat. Alan Border's the best I've ever seen AB bat. He got 500 runs that series. Amazing. Oh, he smashed that one. That one that'll end up in Coco's. It's got miles. It's a big six. Alan Border joins us now. Alan, you were up the other end for his 48 on debut. Was it as good as he, he recollects? <laughs> oh, well, you know, on debut in those circumstances, it was pretty special. Um, he was that nervous. He, he's like he'd had 100 cups of coffee before he went out the bat. He was sort of <laughs> yeah. jumping around and... He was squeezing the bat handle that tight. I thought the glue was going to come out the other end. So, yeah, he was nervous. And I suppose my role, he comes in and we're five for 50 or something. So it's um, not a great situation. Yes. He 
yeah, just trying to calm him down. That was mm. um, that was my job at the time. But uh, oh yeah, he was yeah on debut. It doesn't get much tougher than those conditions. Mm. Yes. Did you talk to him to calm him down? What what did you do to do that? Well, well, you sort of try trying to sort of play the you know the father figure. Just you know, <laughs> yeah. just settle down, mate. And he's going, yeah, 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 no worries, mate. Yeah, Jesus, they're bowling a bit quick, aren't they? What's going on? And he just came on the hot tin roof. It was oh. um, yeah quite funny, but he. he he batted so well, then got out to someone like oh, I think it was Larry Games or Ben Richards. Right. You know, you think, oh, you get through all those <laughs> you do all the heavy lifting, miles, yeah. you get out to the donkey drops. <laughs> Can I ask? Did you know? Did you have an idea at that stage of his awesome talent? When even on debut, you go, he's going to play a lot of cricket for Australia. Um, I'd seen him a couple of times in Shield cricket, and he sort of was was starting to you know play well in that form and. Yeah, didn't know a lot about him to be, you know, honest. Mm. But uh, yeah, after that day, yeah, generally new respect, saying, well, this guy's got something going for him. You know, you get through that, you can survive just about anything. Well, he went on to become one of the best one-day cricketers of all time for Australia. There's no no denying his prowess in that style of the game. He was uh, under you in the 1987 World Cup, that breakthrough uh, one-day series. What are your memories yep. of him in that tournament? Well, we'd sort of uh, uh, started to sort of uh, get some uh, tactics in, involved in our one-day cricket. We hadn't really talked about, mm. you know, specific targets or certain things. And, you know, the top three were very important in, in one-day cricket, as you know. If you if top three score some runs, yeah. you know, you're going to get some good totals. So basically him batting at number three, I mean, he sort of just grabbed that spot and made it his own, um, particularly through that tournament. One of the reasons we won, you know, we, we just scored so many runs at yes. the top of the order through Jones. Um Booney and Marsh, you know, the you know, really great threesome to have there. Um, he'll be best remembered, I think, in the Test Arena for the famous Tide Test in Chennai, yeah. where he made a double hundred, which is which is still people talk about that as one of the greatest things ever achieved physically from a man. I put it to you, he wouldn't be allowed to do that today. Under today's conditions, and uh, with people so worried about heat and stroke, he, he would have mm. probably been allowed to retake the field. He was He was that gone. Yeah, look, he was in in bad way, and I, I suppose at the time we didn't know. Well, I didn't know a lot about dehydration. No one and, did, mate. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I was batting with him at the time, and look, he, he could have been 170 retired hurt, but through my intervention, he made 210, yeah. and and we nearly lost him then. Um, but uh, look, I, I basically just went down. He, he was batting so well, and I was just trying to think of a way to keep him out there because he'd come up to me and said, "Oh, man." I'm just gone. I've got to go. You know, he, he was so so distressed, and I was thinking, well, how, how am I going to keep him out here? I wasn't worried about dehydration. I was trying to keep him out there. He's batting so well, and yes. I, I I knew I could push his buttons. Uh, Greg Ritchie was in next year, and I said, well, <laughs> "You're right, mate. You can go off. Uh, we'll get someone tough out here. Get a Queenslander." And, uh, I can't tell you what he told me to do. Um, wow. Well, well, he was he a proud Victorian, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was, was a very was. proud. A proud Victorian, and we know that he was uh, with Brett Lee, and they were doing the select dugout in, in Mumbai, having a lot of fun. Those guys together, and having mm. a great show. Um, I was just talking before how much I feel for Brett uh, and the position that he was in, and we're oh, thinking yeah. of him as well today. Oh, incredible! Like heroic stuff from yeah, Brett because totally to, to dive in, you know, for a stranger is one thing, but no. you know, like your best mates. Uh, yeah, no, yes. it's. 
what is, what is, what is this very mean emotional. to the cricket community? Uh, what will you do? I mean, uh, it's always a sad past. I remember how shocked we were when David Hooks was yeah. taken tragically. Yeah. And this and this people we've, we've grown up with. I mean, I think I speak for every boy, especially Victorians, who wanted to go up and be Deedon Jones at one stage yeah. in their lives. Anyone who played cricket, we feel like we know these guys, and when they they're gone, it's so quickly. It's a what, shock. What will happen? Will you will you guys get together? Is there something we can do? Or? We we will, but you know, given that you know the the virus is sort of affecting mm. all our yeah, lives, yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be hard. Look, I don't think it'd be any trouble getting him back to Australia, but what happens from there, and and how we sort of send him off in style, that'll mm. be the, oh. the million dollar question. Mm. Look, um, you know what? The, I, I can hear that you're emotional, um, AB, and I understand oh, yeah. why it's making me really emotional too at the moment. And I just think the outpouring I've not seen in such a long time was such a shock to people because he was so confident and cocky if you will you know yeah. it just feels and i i read out a message that you know i didn't know him well but he's just so engaging and yep. uh i just think we send such from our from our team here at triple m we send our condolences to Janie's wife and girls and um to all you blokes who are his mates can we can well yeah it's good good to hear and, you know as long as we send him off in style he's you know you will great, you will great victorian great australian and, and a good mate. He, he is a good mate. Um, we can hear it in your voice. Can we play a little bit? He did an interview on this network, which we'll be replaying later tonight. That's right. Which was on the Howie Games. Howie We're just going to play. Yeah. Uh, it gives yeah. you a little little sense of, of the man himself and the way he engaged life. Like my daughters, when I, they were young kids, when we drive past the G, they say, oh, there's Daddy's office. <laughs> yeah, I just put in the Southern Stand. It cost $465 million to actually fix it up, <laughs> girls. I've played on the ground more times than Kevin Bartlett, more times than any other athlete. But it's uh, been an, a major roller coaster ride to actually uh, represent your country and be number one in the world with one-day cricket uh, for four years. There it is. Uh, just a little snapshot. That interview goes for some time. It'll be great. Um, good on, good on we you. We thank you very much too. We know that this is really oh, hard. Yeah, yeah. It was. I oh, was a mess last night. But oh, mate. Hopefully, a bit uh, better today. No, you did, and it's. Um, we feel it's important to talk about him, and everybody wants to hear, particularly from someone like you. And we know it's really hard. So we appreciate your time this afternoon, Ab. Not a problem. Love it, Alan Border joining Cheers, us. Mate. This is Kennedy Malloy.